Our focus must be riveted on the Savior and His gospel. It is mentally rigorous to strive to look unto Him in every thought. But when we do, our doubts and fears flee. When we draw His power into our lives, both He and we will rejoice. Uh, kia ora tātou e whakarongo mai ana i tēnei wā, ko ai tēnei, ko Shri Mangu tōku ingoa, he uri tēnei nō Ngāti Porau, Ngāti Whātua, Ngāti Hine me te ati haunui a pāparangi. I am a convert to the church of nearly going on eight years now. I was baptised at 22, so you can do the math to figure out how old I am. I grew up in te ao Māori, raised in Kohangareo and Kura Kaupapa. I currently live in Wellington and I'm part of the Porirua Stake and today I'm here with um, my Tungane Bishop Ben Matthews and I'll um, let him introduce himself. A tēnā tātou katoa e te iwi, uh, ko ai a hau, uh, ko oku iwi, ko Ngāpuhi, uh, ko ngā iwi o Tauranga Moana, uh, ko Ngāti Parau Hoki, um, ko Ben Matthews a hau. Uh, tēnā tātou, uh, very much privileged to be here as part of this discussion. So my mother is from Ngāpuhi, my father is from Tauranga Moana, uh, we also have connections to Ngāti Parau. And currently living in the Wainui Omata Valley uh, in Lower Hutt, serving as Bishop of the Wainui Omata Ward, and here with my beautiful wife and our two young boys, Te Rongupai, who is five, and Te Ruki Kawiti, who is two years old. Tēnā tātou te iwi. Tēnā koe Bishop, tēnā koe te tūngane. Um, so today we're discussing what it means to be a disciple of Christ and to be Māori. So tell us a bit, Bishop, about growing up, because I understand that you grew up immersed in both te ao Māori as well as the gospel. So tell us a bit about that. I was uh, lucky enough to be raised in te ao Māori, uh, te reo Māori. So te reo Māori was my mother tongue, grew up speaking, I went to Kohangareo and then on to Kurakaupapa Māori. So I was lucky enough to be raised in the Kohangareo movement because two years before I was born in 1982, the Kohangareo movement was born. Funnily enough, with the first Kohangareo being in Wainui Omata, Pukeatua, Pukeatua Kohangareo. So another reason why Wainui Omata is special. Grew up in a bilingual whānau, a bilingual home uh, where... Kōrero Māori kitaku mama, spoke Māori to my mother and spoke English to my father. My mother grew up in, in the Ngahere of uh, Ngāti Hine, up in Matawaya, and her primary language was Te Reo Māori. She spoke Māori to her parents and Te Reo Māori was the, the language of her whānau and I was lucky enough to receive that gift of Te Reo Māori from my mother. My older siblings were born before the Kohangareo movement so they were not raised in, 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 in Kohangareo. So I definitely count myself fortunate. Tino Waimariau i Itipuakia i roto i Te Ao Māori uh, me tōna atahu atanga katoa Māori. Mm. And my father, although he was Māori, he was not raised in Te Ao Māori and he did not speak Te Reo Māori. And so I spoke English um, to my father and Māori to my mum. 
tēnā koe e nā kōrero. Your mum must have been a very strong woman. I mean, our, our Māori wahine are, right? She had to kawe te reo i roto i te kāinga. Um, and I guess both your mum and your, your dad, even though he didn't speak te reo Māori, that that was something that they both agreed to raising you all in te reo Māori. Is that correct? Yeah, mum was really determined to raise us in te reo Māori. There's eight of us total. So the latter four were raised in, 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 in Kohanga Reo and Kurukaipapa Māori. I mean, mum was pretty determined to do that. Dad, on the other hand, he wasn't quite convinced of the value of te reo Māori and being able to, to speak te reo Māori. But eventually he came around, but being able to speak te reo Māori right now for me and my siblings is very much thanks to my mum but you know dad and and together with mum they raised us in the gospel as well they taught us correct principles they taught us the commandments taught us you know we had family home everything we had scripture study together as a whanau all of those things that you do in in a whanau together to grow the kākano to grow that seed of faith as children atonawa so that seed has been able to grow to be nurtured and and to grow into what into my faith and my testimony that I have today as a Māori child of God I just think that's so beautiful being able to grow up in in both worlds as you mentioned you know growing up as tamariki doing your scripture studies going to church but as well going to the marae and kaupapa maori as well because as i mentioned i'm a convert to the church so i I grew up in in te ao maori and then later when i did get baptized i always remember thinking oh man i wish i grew up with with the gospel as well and i know everything happens in the lord's timing but just with your experience how was that for you what similarities are there between growing up in the gospel as well as tikanga maori like how did you balance that or was that even necessary what's your perspective on that mm. yeah killed us i just love how i am confident and strong in both worlds te ao maori um, and the gospel and first and foremost for me our, our maori people are spiritual people um, we naturally gravitate towards things that are spiritual maori people have always inherently been a spiritual people able to connect in with the wairua feel the wairua of the whenua feel the wairua of the moana feel the wairua of the the universe and the environment and doctrine and covenant section 29 talks about how all things were created spiritually before they were created physically um, he ori te tonu i roto i te ao Māori you know, ki tā te, te Māori um, he wairua tō ngā mea katoa um, rākau mai moana mai um, everything has a spirit according to Māori and so there's those cool little similarities between te ao Māori and the gospel just some other similarities is that whānau the concept of whānau is central to the Māori culture. Now, this idea of whānau has a wider outreach and a wider than the English word family or nuclear family, where in the whānau you have your nanny, your koro, your auntie, your uncle, your nieces, your nephews, and you might all live under the same roof. So that's really cool because in the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have a very strong emphasis on the family, so much so that in 1995, President Gordon Hinckley released the proclamation to the world which basically is your one-stop shop 
for the family and, and the gospel lens, the gospel view on the family and how it should work, how it should look, how it should function. Also, papa is important in Te Ao Māori, just as it is in the gospel, with the added perspective of temple work and what we do in the temple. To do the mahi, receive the ordinances for our ancestors, those saving ordinances that they would not have had the opportunity to receive when they were on the earth. Just to name a few more, manakitanga, aroha, kotahitanga, all of these things are shared values between te ao Māori and the gospel. So there's a natural inclination, a natural leaning towards the gospel in te ao Māori, yeah, if you ask me. Rawe, thank you so much for that. You highlighted a few principles that in te ao Māori and the gospel that align like whānau, whakapapa, manakitanga and all of those things that I guess make you a stronger disciple of Christ. Noreira, what does it mean for you to to be a disciple of Christ? I love that question and for me it's about being able to worship as a Māori person. For me, myself personally, being confident in my identity as Māori and standing strong in my culture and my language and being able to bring that into my gospel life as well. So for me, Te Reo Māori is the language of my heart and, you know, people might say, but Māori people speak English. While that's true, Te Reo Māori is a spiritual language and Te Reo Māori has the ability to connect me to my ancestors. It's like a link or a connection between myself and my ancestors and when you can bring that to gospel learning is so powerful. You know, I reflect back on to Huito that we had in Kaikohe in early 2021 where members of the church from around the country converged onto Kaikohe. That was so powerful because we are able to celebrate our identity as Māori children of God. We're able to share our testimonies, share our prayers in Te Reo Māori. And when we had the sacrament meeting on the Sunday, many people cried. Many people cried because they were able to feel, they were able to worship in their language, in their real number one, but they were able to feel the spirit that came through that conversing in Te Reo Māori, you know, blessing the sacrament in Te Reo Māori, sharing testimony in Te Reo Māori, and to be for our language and our culture to be incorporated was a wonderful thing to to see and to experience. Rawe, thank you so much for sharing that and I totally understand what you're saying because for me as well being Māori, te reo Māori is the language of my heart and that's what I'm hearing. You say that as a Māori disciple of Christ that te reo Māori is a a big part of that. It's the language of your heart. It connects you to your tūpuna and being able to worship in te strengthens that part of your identity as a disciple of Christ. Are there any specific aspects of Te Ao Māori that, other than of course Te Reo, that further reinforce and help strengthen your identity as a disciple of Christ? I love whakatauki, whakatauki Māori proverbs and I love how whakatauki have underlying lessons and underlying messages for us to take from and one of the whakatauki well, I'll share two and tie it back to the gospel, but the first one is Tangata Yakonaki te kainga tuanaki te marae tawana. 
and which translates to a person trained at home will stand confidently on the marae. Now this really emphasizes and highlights the importance of the home. The home is a training place, the home is a place of learning but it also reminds me of what our leaders of the church have been saying recently about how the home needs to become a centre of gospel learning, a haven where the gospel is learnt and the gospel is taught, the gospel is shared, testimony is strengthened so that when our children grow up and they go out into the world they can do so solidly they can have that foundation of the gospel so that when they come up against challenges and trials they'll be able to move forward confidently on that path and the other whakatauki is in it as a nice segue ko te piko te mahuri tera te tipu o te rākau uh, which translates as the way in which the young sapling is bent or nurtured will determine how the tree grows and that really emphasizes the importance of patience love kindness within the home especially when we're rearing children and parenthood and, and child rearing has its challenges but when we can learn and teach together and grow together and do so in an atmosphere an environment of love of aroha it's a win-win both ways but those are two whakatauki i could go on i love whakatauki i i could share other examples but i think that will suffice for now. Thank you. You've highlighted the the importance of learning in the home and there's a quote by President Harold B. Lee and he said that the most important of the Lord's work you will ever do will be within the walls of your own home. And I think you've highlighted that amazingly. And looking at the gospel, as you mentioned, the leaders of the church have been emphasizing the importance of home-centered. And similarly in Te Ao Māori, going back to the whakatauki that you shared, te all those principles like manakitanga, aroha, whanaungatanga, those are all taught and nurtured within the home and what just comes to mind now because you mentioned in your introduction that both you know yourself and your wife and you have two tamariki so for you now you've spoken and shared about your experience growing up in both worlds and now you as a parent um, are able to teach your tamariki those same things so how do you do that what does that look like on a daily basis so what I try and do together with my wife we're trying to instill in our kids a love for the gospel as well as a firm and strong identity of the taha Māori as well so how we do that in practice is that you know we have our scripture reading before they go to bed we have karakia karakia mo te kai karakia mo te ata karakia mo te pō so karakia for for meals in the morning and at night and family home evening is is also a really important aspect where you know the other whakatauki is um poipoi a te kākano ki a tipu um, so that kākano that seed of faith that we're planting in our children we need to nurture it and family home evening is a place in a space in a time that we're encouraged to set aside you know because everyone's so busy and and if we're not determined if we're not careful our time can just be taken up with so many other different things but the church encourages us to put that time away whether it be on monday night or another night of the week to spend specifically with our families to learn the gospel have 
of fun together and so we do that we have fun we learn about the gospel we play some games and so it's just an opportunity for us to come together we try and eat together with our boys amid all the food throwing onto the floor and onto the walls and everywhere so yeah our dinner time can be quite messy but yeah it's all part of the part of the fun eh (laughs) but um yeah we're trying to nurture the seed of te reo maori and and of the gospel and our boys kia ora mo how beautiful it is that your tamariki actually have the the privilege to be brought up in in both worlds in the gospel as well as nurtured in, in te ao maori because while many whanau today don't have one they don't have the gospel but they also don't have te reo and a lot of our whanau today are actually on this te reo journey and want to learn the language of their hearts the language of their tipuna and i i really feel that because I work a lot on the Tereo space and so do you. We're really striving hard to help Fano learn, reclaim Aureo, um, Kia Unkai Puano Tereo, um, that it will be a, a nurturing first language for the next generations. And I really feel the gospel is the answer to that because we learn the gospel is it's home centered, right? And the best place to learn anything whether it be the gospel, culture, a language, is within the home. And I see continual restoration of the gospel and revitalization of te reo really just going hand in hand. What are your whakaro about that? I absolutely love that the church is embracing te reo Māori and is, is doing more to include te reo Māori in our literature and our resources and our services because we have tamariki growing up as Māori. We have tamariki receiving their education in te reo Māori. And we want that to be seamless, you know, as they come Monday to Friday, kura Māori, kohanga reo. Sunday, if they can come to church and worship in te reo Māori, how awesome would that be? That they have their unbroken, uninterrupted chain of te reo Māori right throughout the week. And for that to be included on Sunday at church and I look forward to the day where that is more prevalent throughout the church in Aotearoa. Mm. It is really exciting. It's just a different way to way when you're able to learn the gospel and hear people share their testimonies in in Te Reo. So how how has you know growing up in Teo Māori and Tikanga Māori helped you as a Māori son of God you know, embrace the gospel of Jesus Christ? One of my favourite uh, quotes from M. Russell Ballard in April 2021 where he said, Our spiritual identity is enhanced when we understand our many mortal identities, including ethnic, cultural or national heritage. He went on to say that this sense of spiritual and cultural identity, love and belonging can inspire hope and love for Jesus Christ. And for me that's so true that I was raised in a home where I was taught the gospel of Jesus Christ, I was taught about manakitanga, aroha and being able to forgive, being able to love, helping people that need help, looking after my body as as a temple of the Lord, as a temple of God and all of those values that we hold dear in, in Te Ao Māori have really helped me to embrace and live the gospel. So one example that I'll, I'll, I'll talk about 
as my parents. I was really lucky to have really loving parents who taught us, us kids, the value and the importance of manakitanga of service and of looking after other people so dad you know he was always visiting people helping people always fulfilling his church callings to minister to people and to love people and mum was the same and we would often see her making bread for people and making kai for people so that wairua permeated throughout the whanau throughout our home and it really had an impact on us, on us kids, where it's just second nature now. You just, you see a need and you help and you do and you share. Like the hymn goes, my glowing fire, my loaf of bread, my roof, safe shelter overhead to be shared with other people. I love that and that reminds me of the whakatauki, you know, nau te rauru, nāku te kaora te iwi. And I really resonate with that because it just sounds like what you had in your home was the spirit that spirit um, that comes from living the gospel from keeping the commandments and though the principles you know tikanga again going back to manakitanga aroha kotahitanga those are all gospel principles and so as we embrace those tikanga we're inviting the, the spirit in, into our lives and and i think our people are very spiritual people right and even for me growing up in te ao maori but not in the gospel i really feel like te ao maori prepared me to receive the gospel because i feel like i was more sensitive to the spirit so when i heard the gospel it was like I've heard this before I recognize this feeling and it feels good and I really attribute that to having been um, taught tikanga Māori and going to kura kaupapa and living those principles every day and so here's another question what doctrines of the gospel do you feel have been relatively consistent and organic for our Māori people coming into the church to embrace Whakapapa is a huge aspect and principle of the gospel. Whakapapa or Fano genealogy. For Māori, Whakapapa really is a central and key aspect of Te Ao Māori because it's what connects us to each other. It's what connects us to the whenua, the land. It's what connects us to the natural world. From a spiritual perspective, it's what connects us to our ancestors and to our Father in Heaven. Right back to Father Adam and Mother Eve and then through to our Father in Heaven. So Whakapapa is a a powerful thing. When you understand who you are, where you're from, you can do a lot of great things. And just to know that your ancestors are watching over you and guiding you and helping you through challenges but also celebrating with you when you do some pretty cool stuff as well within the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For us, the grand ultimate purpose of Whakapapa is to be able to help our ancestors in the ordinances of the temple. For example, with baptism, we can prepare their names, we can research to take their names through the temple, and on behalf of our ancestors, we can be baptised isn't that cool that's pretty awesome that you know our ancestors may not have had an opportunity to be baptized but i on behalf of my ancestors my tupuna can go and be baptized on their behalf i think that's pretty special 
Oh, definitely. That That is super special. And, and I've actually had the privilege of doing a lot of the ordinances on behalf of my tupuna. And it's such an amazing feeling. Yeah, Papa. I would probably say one of the strongest or key principles in Te Ao Māori. And it's more than just genealogy and ancestry. But as you, you said, it's about connection not only of people but to the natural environment it's a framework with which we see and understand the world and going back to whakapapa and being that connection to our tipuna because as a convert when I came into the church and then was able to do some of the ordinances for my tipuna I didn't even realize that I had tipuna who were actually pioneers and in the church for for our Maori people and they continue to be my mentors and people that I really aspire to be like my, my tipuna who embrace the gospel and they spoke to Reo Māori as well and I really look up to them. Who do you consider to be key mentors for you in your life? That's a really good question and one of my mentors growing up was one of our matua in Masterton, Uncle Toy Walker. Uncle Toy Walker was... If you needed anything, you name it, he he had it. And if you needed anything done, you name it. He was that kind of guy that had uh, the broadest skill set. He could do anything. Uh, He was a crane driver. He was our bishop in Masterton for a time. But he was a bit of a clown too. He'd have all the jokes as well. But when it was time to be serious as well, he could conduct a service at church. He could lead us onto the marae as well. So... He was one of those people that I have taken a lot of lessons from and have learnt a lot from about how to strike that balance between the gospel and te ao Māori because he walked that line so beautifully and, and, and so I've been able to take many lessons from him. Do you have any final comments that you'd like to make and for anyone listening, what would be some key takeaways that you want people to understand and if you have any invitations at all. Kia ora. yes, Te Ao Māori and the, the gospel of Jesus Christ are, are perfectly compatible and are able to work in with each other and really complement and en- en- enhance each other. It's not that you have to leave the church to embrace your te ao Māori or your taha Māori, and it's not that you have to leave your Māori identity to the side in order to be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. You can have both, and I am a living example uh, of that and going back to the notion of language and I I love how the church is embracing te reo Māori I want to, to share my testimony about the Book of Mormon how the Book of Mormon truly is a record of our ancestors I know within myself that the Māori people are descended from Father Lehi and that we are whanaunga we are relatives to the indigenous Native American Indian people and because of that we are able to feel of the spirit within the gospel and and really connect and to receive the blessings that our Father in Heaven um, has for us and a really awesome scripture that I just wanted to share in conclusion is found in Alma chapter 26 36 to 37 which reads yea blessed is the name of my god who has been mindful of this people 
who are a branch of the tree of Israel, and has been lost from its body in a strange land. Yea, I say, blessed be the name of my God, who has been mindful of us, wanderers in a strange land. Now, my brethren, we see that God is mindful of every people, whatsoever land they may be in. Yea, he numbereth his people, and his bowels of mercy are over all the earth. So, I just want to share that the gospel of Jesus Christ, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, is the the church for our people for the Māori people it tells us where we came from in terms of our ancestors but also where we came from in, in the spiritual sense as well and it tells us what our purpose here on earth is as well as what our potential is after we die and the pathway to huarahi kianohotahi ai te whānau mo ake tonu atu you know how families can be together forever throughout the eternities and i love my culture i love my language i love my identity i love being maori i absolutely love everything to to do with te ao maori i absolutely love the gospel i love the plan of salvation i love the atonement of jesus christ and everything that he has done for us and i feel like father lehi who partook of that fruit and how it filled his soul with such immense joy and he just wanted to share that fruit share that joy and that's how i feel at this time and so i really want to thank you for this opportunity that i've had to have a it all with you today uh I can really feel the spirit and feel the, the aroha that you have for the gospel and for Te Ao Māori. And I want to thank you as well for your time and for sharing your testimony and aroha with us all. I just want to share a scripture as well to totoko and support you know, your kōrero about all our indigenous peoples hearing the gospel in their own tongue. And, you know, the Lord, he reaffirmed this prophecy to the prophet Joseph Smith in 1833, foretelling a day where every man shall hear the fullness of the gospel in his own tongue and in his own language. And that's found in DNC chapter 90, verse 11. And I wholeheartedly believe that we have the gospel in Te Reo Māori and God is good, he always keeps his word and I know that these things will be fulfilled. Noreira, hey whakakapi, ya tato. One thing that you could take away from, from this quarter was to know that you are a child of God. We leave these things with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Doubt Not, Fear Not podcast series has been produced out of the Auckland Institute building with contributions from young adults across New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend to direct others to this podcast or listen to other episodes in the series or to enroll in the institute class associated with the podcast. See our website at doubtnotfearnot.podbean.com. This recording is not an official publication of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The views expressed are those of the participants and are neither the official doctrine nor the official teachings of the church.